0: I got something to talk about. Oh, 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 this world is messed up and crazy. How I'm supposed to know? How I'm supposed to show? Afraid you see me, then afraid you let me go. Somebody paid me the way. I'm just trying to grow. Start the fire, let them see the smoke. Angel wings in the streets of gold. Loose change, gotta pay the toll. And it's a rocky road. They try to tell you to stop. They don't want you at the top of the spot you got to take it you got to make it you got to break it, chains you got to break it you got to break them chains got to break them you got to break them chains you got to break
1: them chains you got to break them got to break them got to break them chains you got to break them so ultimate bachelor podcast
0: on here with Craig Harris what's up guys
1: And uh, go ahead and shout out your uh, Instagram handles. I'll Um, try and put it on there as well, but
0: at Alamo notary.
1: Yep. Yep. You
0: can can, uh, reach out to me there. Uh, You can find me on LinkedIn. My email address is Alamo notaries at gmail.com or uh, any, anyone in South Texas or in the Texas area. If you need anything, notarized, any, any contract signed and anything like that. uh, I'm your guy.
1: Yeah. Nice. So Craig, well, Yeah. Craig reached out to me. Um, for those that have listened to some of the podcasts, one of the things I make really big is that this is a conversation for every guy. This isn't a conversation for celebrities. This isn't a conversation to, or these, these aren't conversations to gain celebrity. It's literally just to help people learn. So anyone that's listened to them, I hope they, they, feel that that it's really just to have the uncommon, uncommon conversations that you know guys just don't normally have or that people don't normally get to hear so um he reached out to me and every time someone reaches out to me I'm I'm always down to have a conversation we don't have to talk about anything we can talk about you know whatever subject you want to bring up you know there's obviously subjects that we talk about all the time so you know we can we can go any way with it but i guess you know first and foremost i'd ask you what made you reach out
0: oh man so <clears throat> when i when i saw that uh that you that you uh you know were just doing random conversations about learning and spreading knowledge and and not being a caveat of, of misinformation it, right. it, it immediately uh, attracted me and then i saw the 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 living well episode and uh, <clears throat> uh i was you know, immediately drawn to it. And I was like, you know what, like this is a, a really great idea getting, you know, regular people involved and, and having like a, a, a consistent and, and, and uplifting conversation about, you know, d- different subjects. What, what, yeah. Uh, mental health, well-being, sex, and, you know, all, all things that, that people uh, truly use and need to, to function in this thing we call life.
1: Sure, sure. And, yeah. and you are doing a podcast as well?
0: Uh, I've been on a couple of podcasts, but okay. I, I am not currently... I do one. I may uh, in the in the future. Uh, yeah, you got the setup, so I, think <laughs> yeah, I do the have the setup.
1: Sound good. Setup, so yeah, might it might be time.
0: Yeah, I got I got three different screens. I got I got another mic. Matter of fact, I got, I got another mic that I'm not even using that uh that I need to set up is one in Blue Yetis. So yeah, I definitely. I oh, that's
1: setup. the one you just got in this week. Yeah. 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 Okay. Nice. Well, with that said, anytime you have something to talk about. Uh, I'll have a conversation every day. So I do my, my sex recording. I did that earlier today. I do that on Wednesdays. I do my wide open on Monday. If you ever want to join on that, we do, uh, I do a joint one with uh, a girl named Amber. You may have heard her on some of the other ones, but that's 30 flirty and thriving. Yeah, Um, I do that one. And then, you know, any other day I'll have a random convo. So uh, I like the I like
0: the random combo cuz you know what a random combo is like, you know, going to the barber shop or going sure. anywhere where there's other people and and you know, you kind of let your thoughts flow and and uh and see where it goes from there. So yeah,
1: definitely. 100%, 100%. So for me, whenever I reach out or whenever someone reaches out to me, I'm like, "Okay, what strikes your fancy? What do you want to talk about?" But in addition, you know, if if you don't have something in particular, like you, you brought up mental health a couple times, so mm-hmm. maybe we'll dive into that. You said you were I a veteran too, right?
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I did. I did uh, eight years in the army. Uh, spent two years in Korea. Uh, I was in Germany for a little while. Wow. Uh, I went to Iraq twice, so I'm, wow. I'm a war, war veteran as well. And I was at Fort Hood for the last part of my for, uh, last part of my service.
1: So that's what that's where we're gonna go first. Okay. I don't know where I'm at on that. And when I say that, <laughs> I I know where I'm at on being a veteran. I respect it. I I think it's one of the most ad, admirable things. I think I there's that. so much I think a lot of times people only look into what you might have given to the service, but I think there's a lot that the service gives to people like you or other people that I know that have served whether in the Navy Air Force, they've just experienced so much like definitely definitely talked about where you've been and, and all that, I guess, give me your little spiel on, on what you feel you got out of it.
0: Okay, so definitely uh, living living like you get a, a, a certain appreciation for the United States once you've been abroad, right? Right. So you know, my, my first you know, I, you know, growing up, uh, originally from New York, growing up, you know, always like like kung fu flicks and Bruce yeah. Lee martial arts. You know, right. Saturday Kung Fu Theater. When that's so my, my first assignment, I was like, you know what, I'm I'm trying to go to Asia. So yeah. So so they sent me to South Korea, and when I got to South Korea, it was it was like amazing because it's it's a uh, it's a poor country, but they're rich in in regards to what they have. They have. Right they have a lot of farms where they, where they grow their rice. So, you know, they're, they're always important exporting uh, uh, perishable goods. You know what right. I mean? But like the standard of living is so different. So, and, and you know, I, that's where I, I learned how to, to, uh, to, uh, scale money. So for example, our money exchanges, like 1000, one, one, one of our dollars is 1000 Korean won. Right. So, so imagine that that money exchange. One thousand one one dollar is one thousand of their won, Right. So so when I <laughs> when I get to Korea, you know, I'm I'm, you know, uh, eat nothing, but went behind theirs. This is oh, this is two thousand and two. So okay. my, th- my third year uh, my third week of basic training was 911. So that, yeah. that tells you I was in there when it was hot, you know what I mean? So hold
1: on, did you go to college and then go to the service or went straight to the service?
0: Uh so graduating high school, I played a little bit of uh, college ball, but it didn't work out. I went to yeah. Jarvis Christian College out uh, here in Hawkins, Texas, then I came back and played for National Christian University here in San Antonio. Uh it, it never really worked out, you know, I was I was a little injury prone, so yeah. so uh, when I turned like 21, 22, I, I decided to go to the military. So nice. I had I had a couple of college credits, but it wasn't like, you know, I, I had a, my degrees or anything like that. Sure, so no, sure. I wasn't an officer. I actually had to do some work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I get to create and you know, it just put a, a whole different perspective on life because, because, you know, I see how the people lived and, and they were content, they were happy, but yet their standard of living was, was totally different from, from, from what we are, are accustomed to here. And, and it gives you a, a greater appreciation for what we have. A, definitely a greater appreciation. For, for for what we have over here in in the states,
1: and so obviously you saw that, but then you said you also saw Germany. You were in Iraq,
0: well, Germany. Germany was was a, a different experience too. Uh, the, the the German economy was great. The way they treated people of uh, of uh, of our skin color in certain areas of, of Germany was was also something that uh, I found uh, I, I found interesting because in certain parts of Germany, we're like gods. Like, really? the women, the women love that <laughs> yeah. skin color in certain parts of. Germany.
1: Hey, hey, man, you ain't gotta. You ain't gotta be careful with it. We say it all here.
0: Okay, okay. And, I just wanna.
1: I mean, like I, I, just... I said, we cuss because the point is, don't don't hold back because okay. what's the purpose of getting on here having a conversation where you are gonna hold back, right? Okay. You know what I mean? If if someone listens, shit, I've said. That's <laughs> <Hey>, <laughs> like All right,
0: let's it.
1: Still listening to me by now? They they're ready for <laughs> it. So,
0: yeah. So, so they, they let them some darkies over there. Right. <laughs> Germany, You know what I mean? So yeah, I had, a, I had a, a great time experiencing that, you know, plus, you know, uh, the, the economy is, is different as well. I got to scale, you know, the, the, uh, the dollar with the euro.
1: Yeah. 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 Sure.
0: So, yeah. So, you know, so, you know, just living abroad and and having a, a different, a different appreciation of of, of different uh, countries is, is is something that I, you know, I I encourage a lot of people to do. I'm not gonna tell everybody to join the military, but No, it's a, it's a, it's a great experience because the military is not for, right. Have to be, you know, a sound of mind and, and uh, know when to, to, to separate the real from the not real.
1: So then, then you go to Iraq and you're, you're in war essentially. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I've heard different stories, you know, from different people, I've heard stories from people who have been, you know, in the fighting and, and, you know, had that fear of, Hey, you know, I, I might not go back, but I've also had some stories from some people where they're like, yeah, I was in this other city and, you know, luxurious and, you know, we were, we we were there to keep the peace, but
0: it, de- it depends on where you were and what time you went. Right. So, so when, uh, I got there in 2004, going into 2005, when it was like the most dangerous. That was when it was super hot. So I was in the first cavalry division. So okay, wow. So coming from coming from Korea. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, coming from Germany, uh, going to Fort Hood. The first thing that issue is desert desert uniforms. Now I was still wearing green at the time, so when I got my desert issue, I was like, "What's this for?" They're like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. in the cab, buddy. <laughs> like you, if you don't if you don't know, uh, you're going." So I, you know, yeah. so I you know mentally prepared myself. You know, so I, I went I went the first time in 2004 2005. But
1: hold on, hold on. You want to talk about mental health? Let's talk about that. How how are you mentally preparing yourself? Because I'm sure no matter how it was, once you got over there, once you were, once they put it in your mind, you're headed over there. You don't know what you're going to see. Right.
0: No clue. Like you can do all the, like, and they and they try to prepare you for desert training by taking you out to California and having you doing some desert training out there. Right. But there's no desert training f- for, for a combat situation. It's, right. Like, everything just, just, just goes out the window. So, uh, like I said, uh, uh, I I lost four friends personally, like really, from my unit. Just my just my unit alone lost four people. Like we right. were attack, You know, we had we had Apaches, Kiowas, and Chinooks. So I was in the aviation battalion. So we were we were we were straight attacked. There was there was no there was no. Uh, if fans are or, or, or butts about my unit, uh, and I was the uh, the supply guy, I was the, the supply personnel. So so that pretty much you know I handled all the weapons, all the ammo, right, all the, all the you know perishable goods, food, everything. So I was on every single. Convoy, like oh right right sure. <laughs> oh my goodness! So at one point I'm and I'm gonna tell you this. So at one point, I got into a physical altercation with my commander because I thought he was trying to kill me. He sent me on every single convoy, and I got so frustrated. I was like, what? Like, what is going on?
1: Like, yeah, why I'm, do I have to go every? Yeah, time? why
0: do I have to go like? There's oh, other people God. that do the same job that I do. <laughs> like, why do I? And he told me, he goes, hey. You know the reason why I send you because I know you're gonna make it back, Harris. Man, someone's someone's praying for you back home. And I'm getting goosebumps even right. even thinking about it right now. But yeah, so mentally, he was right? He was right. Somebody was praying for me, and I, and I didn't make it back. I did make it back. I have a lot of pictures I need to show you. I'm gonna send you some emails yeah. when we get offline about uh, some of the times where I where I almost didn't make it back. Right. If you Look at my grand. there's one. This one picture that I put. up. look right before, now.
1: Hold
0: on. Go ahead. This one, yeah, there's one. This one picture that I put up on the uh, on the Throwback Thursday. Where uh, I was sitting, we were sitting, you know, in a, in a little, you know, we, we took over the, the buildings out there. We're sitting in the office, and the windows were real high, and a mortar just hit, came straight through the window, landed right in between my desk and my, and my, uh, my battles desk. Like really? boom, boom, a mortar didn't explode. Whoa, wow. So we had to call EOD, which is like the environmental services, to come out and, 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 and take it and do a, a, a implode. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was definitely scary. We got we had the emergency evac out of a, a certain places a few times. Uh, it, like I said, nothing can prepare you from when things are falling from the sky and you don't know where it's going to land. 100%. It is, <laughs> like, there's nothing good to be yeah, no. and, and
1: so that right there is what I'm talking about. I don't know where I'm at on it because <laughs> I, I think it's admirable. I think it's courageous. I yeah. thank our veterans so much. But I'm like, man, if I'm given the choice, <laughs> I'm not going.
0: there there were certain people in that that avoided going like certain females got pregnant so they didn't have to go there were certain people that like broke some rules like did drugs or whatever that way they could that way that way they could you know get popped and not go like some people were were voluntarily trying to get kicked out It it was it was like i said when i went it was hot yeah. So yeah. they were. Everybody was trying to do everything they could, and it was a new war. You got to think about it. Two thousand. You know, they had the the uh, the old uh, confrontation in like in the the was it the early nineties? But then yeah. this one is a is a brand new war after nine eleven. It's a it's a brand new situation. And people didn't know what what they were getting into. Sure. You know. So so they were doing anything that they could to to get out. Yeah. <clears throat> so
1: when you talk about mental health, once again. So, there's, there's the preparation for when you're going over there, right? Mm-hmm. There's while you're there. hmm To me, um, I'm thinking, like, I'm trying to think of what – this is a really bad analogy, but I think I'm trying to put it to where everyone can understand it. Like, when you know someone, like your friend is, like, around the corner or around one corner about to pop out and scare you, right? Mm-hmm. Just can't be have peace. You like no, just come out. <laughs> but that's what I feel like. It'd be like every second over there is you just know something could happen, especially something could happen. after something comes through the window like that. After that, I'd be like, oh man, I'm never gonna sleep again.
0: The the funny thing is, is that when you're in it, you kind of get desensitized. Really? Oh, I, I I've
1: wow. actually heard that actually.
0: I'm getting goosebumps just thinking. Yeah, yeah. So let me. So so you get desensitized to it. Like after after a certain amount of times of, of, of being in a situation, you get numb to it. That's just like anything. Right. After a Certain amount of pain, it, it just goes numb. So uh, I'll, I'm not. This one particular story that I that I do have. Uh, we're sitting in a trailer, you know, and we're just passing time. I think I had already done my shift, you know, gate guard whatnot. So I'm sitting in my trailer, and then all you know. We're we're accustomed to hearing, you know, bombing noises in in the in the background. You know, yeah. we call that blue rain and when it's us when it's us shooting it's blue rain. But when it's really close, that's what we call that red rain, you know, because it's someone getting yeah, at us. Coming at you know, here, yeah. yeah, blue rain is far, red rain is close. So we start hearing red rain. We're like boom, boom, boom. So we, we look out the trailer and we didn't see anyone running and we just sat back down. That's how desensitized. That, that, this is we started playing video games. That's yeah. how desensitized you get. You, you get to that situation. It's it's really just, it's really quite crazy. Just like, look out oh, the yeah. yeah, we looked out. No no one's running. All right, let's All right. <laughs> get yeah. back on the game.
1: <laughs> Put my controller down. Yeah, for real. Uh, uh, press pause. <laughs> yeah, you know you know what's interesting about that, um, because in relationships, I think a lot of times people associate an abusive relationship only that a woman's getting abused by a guy because you you immediately think of physical abuse right and since this is a a men's blog and podcast i'm gonna put it on the side of men not you know i don't want anyone to listen to this and and think i'm insensitive to women who are in abusive relationships whatever we're talking about men right now exactly but I think, tell me what you think about this. I think people do the same thing when they're in a bad relationship. So I don't know how much of this, my stuff you've listened to, but I was married and divorced. And, yeah. You know, and I don't feel like this happened in my relationship. But, but when I talk to other people where I'm like, you guys aren't happy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like some of that same little thing
0: happens to where they get they get to the house, house, Yeah, like something really. So bad it's happened. too late. Yeah, something and t- really bad happens
1: in the relationship, and I'm like.
0: And the funny thing, it wouldn't even be really be something that bad. It's just that straw that broke the camel's back. You well, I'm not even I'm talking saying? That. I'm talking about
1: why I think people get in bad relationships, stay in bad relationships, just because, they're comfortable and they don't want to deal with getting out of it, right? Yeah,
0: starting over new is real scary to people.
1: Yeah, so I, then I, when I talk about getting desensitized, I'm thinking, you know, you're in this relationship and bad stuff continuously happens, but you don't, you don't get out of it. Um, and so it's kind of the same thing, like something bad, you know, bad happens to where I'm like, man, that's, you know, you good? And he's like, yeah, it's whatever. You know what I mean? I mean? I think it's that same type of thing just to relate it to, to some other stuff that people deal with every day when you talk about mental health.
0: Absolutely right. Absolutely right.
1: But well it is actually mental health month, awareness month, isn't it? Yeah, Maybe it is. It? Yeah. So it's it's worth talking about as well. But yeah. so what do you do now aside from what, what do you do now in general?
0: Well, you know, in, in, in general, like I said, I, I run my own companies called right. Alamo Mobile Notice. Yep. You know, I have three other people that run around South Texas for me, you know, doing, doing little uh, assignments and signings. Uh, on the side, I picked up a, a little side gig doing uh, IT and tech support for a couple of companies that, I, that I'm not going to name right now. Right. Uh, <clears throat> uh, also, uh, I do entertainment and artist management. Uh, I was fortunate enough uh before I went into the military. I mean, after I got out of the military to get a couple of degrees. I got a bachelor's in political science. I got a, I was gonna study law uh, to be a contract agent as a, right. as a sports agent. And, uh, but I ended up getting my master's in uh, organizational leadership and, and business administration. So uh, I, I read and write contracts for entertainers, artists. Uh, I've written s- several contracts for uh, a few famous people. Uh, uh, I uh, once managed a, uh a, a, a you want to call him uh he was this is war veteran but he was uh uh, amputated from the from the from the knee down on both legs so he was a double amputee okay uh he had a voice like an angel Uh, we made it to american idol uh yeah we did american idol he got he made it to we did uh, el paso uh amarillo uh st louis he made it to San Francisco, and we got eliminated one show before the live round in LA. Wow. So yeah, so he did really well, and then he, from that, he he got invited to America's Got Talent in New York, and uh, we, we did that, met Nick Cannon. Uh, so yeah, we've okay. we've been uh, doing doing a lot of things. So right now, me and him separated ways, but I'm you know I'm doing uh, little things for for different local artists here in San Antonio. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So what do you get passionate about? That right there, <laughs> or. My passion is actually just helping people with what they need to help with. Like, for example, uh, you know, reading reading and writing contracts, let, letting them know what they're, what they're getting into. Sure. Uh, yeah, you know, just trying to help them. And most of them are actually got either friends or people that I know through people. So it's like I'm doing a service for them, and I'm, you know, getting a little bit of change on the side sure. uh, while doing it, yeah.
1: It's funny you say that because one of the things I say to anyone that asks is, if I was ever to win the lottery, the first thing I would probably do is go to law school. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is about law. Uh, maybe just because I like to argue so much. and, and That's like, how I
0: am. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how I am.
1: Supposed to end. So uh, whether that's right or wrong, it's written down that it's going to end this way. So um, I think there's something to that. I don't know that I actually want to practice law as much as, you know. And I you mean, don't
0: have to to be successful. Right, right. Yeah.
1: As much as like write contracts and. and write
0: contracts, corporate, yeah. or contracts Or whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: So um, I do think that's pretty interesting. I have a couple of buddies who are sports agents. Um, really? One who went to law school. He lives in Chicago. Um, and then a couple other ones that, that didn't go to law school, but they work under some guys who did. Okay. Um, and so.
0: Well, you, you need to give me their contact information. Is that where I can start learning?
1: Yeah. Uh, actually, there's two in Chicago that I can okay. I can link you up with for sure.
0: That's so, nice. so that's
1: that's the route you're trying to go, huh?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So you said you said sport and entertainment. Yeah. You ever?
0: Right now, I'm doing entertainment because I don't you know, I don't have an athlete on the roster yet. Right. You know, and once right. I you know I had some some guys that I you know played a uh, uh, you know little pickup ball with that went to the University of Texas uh, here in San Antonio, mm-hmm. a couple D one guys. But you know they they go overseas and, and things like that. But uh, right. but once I find me a prospect, you know, someone that, I, that that I trust and trust me, and you know it's it's sky's the limit.
1: Yeah, so that's an interesting uh, topic, right? Because a lot of people don't understand exactly what sports agents are doing or representation as a general is doing. Yeah. And I say sports, yeah. but entertainment as well. Yeah. But what all goes into that? I mean
0: well, – There's a lot of collective bargaining. You well, the, every, every agent has to pass what's called the, either the NBA PA or the NFL PA, which is uh, the Players Association Exam. Right they know all the rules about collective bargaining.
1: But I'm trading. saying even in, even in uh, entertainment, like what? Is- oh,
0: so even in inter- okay. So entertainment is actually tricky. It's, yeah. it's tricky because, because you know, there's, there's, you have to deal with two entities. You have to deal with a publishing company and you have to deal with a record label. Right? Yeah. So, so you got two, two, two different entities and the, and the artist. So you've got three right, different sure. entities you're dealing with as a, as a manager right so so as a manager what i try to do with my artists is and even with the small artists i have a simple formula that you can pay for or other, other people other managers who want to listen to this can pay for that i'll give out right It's a simple formula which which equates to sixty thousand dollars for an independent artist right one simple formula that, that the, if they stick to it's guaranteed that they'll make sixty thousand right okay so out of that sixty thousand if they reinvest in themselves and then <clears throat> and and then uh uh you know, uh, build, build up their, you know, their fan base and, you know, do local training and things like that, you know, they, they'll, uh, attract attention of, of different labels. But it's, it's like I said, it's a real simple formula that I have that I, that I, that I just said, but what, what goes into managing an entertainment artist is their publishing the label and then all the contracts in between. Right. Mm-hmm. So you get you get offers for shows, right? So when you get a show, uh, it'll be my responsibility to either make sure that the, uh, the deposit is paid. The venue has our requests, our instructions. I, you know, I, I, I contact the the venue manager to make sure, you know, all all the demands are met or all all the, all the things are done. I collect, I collect the, the deposit. Uh, once the deposit is collected, that, that venue gets booked on our calendar yeah we show up i get the other half he gets his half if there's any collaborations like if, or if my artist has a song with this artist i do what's called a split sheet because for example and, and this is a, a big case uh, that's going on so if someone if someone does a song with another with another artist right each artist wants to claim rights to that song this is a, a famous case happened with this between uh young Jeezy and gucci Mane. this this is why that whole beef started uh, that song so icy it was a long time ago that song so icy they had yeah i remember a, yeah so they wanted to each one to put it on their album right the producer which which controls 100% of the producer's share of that song you know a song that broke up into two 100% shares this, it gets real complicated yeah <laughs> so I know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so so a produ- so the producer owns 100% of the producer's rights and the, and the two artists own 50% of the of the artist rights yeah. Right? So each artist wants to put it on the song, but the producer owns 100% of the producer's rights, so the producer chose to put it on Gucci Mane's album and that's why that beef started. Yeah. You know, so if, you know, me as a manager, I manage that split sheet. That split sheet was what who gives everybody the certain rights to to that song.
1: So I thought I thought a lot of times when stuff like that goes on. So maybe that was just because it was a collaboration, but I thought a lot yeah. of times it was like one person was the main artist on the song and then you have like people who are featured on it, are just you know doing a cameo on it.
0: But that also goes a split sheet because each person, each, each person on that song is entitled to a part of that of the uh, contributing rights because they wrote, they wrote part of their ideas oh, or, wrote or their part, right? Yeah, they wrote their part but of thought, their ideas. So I it thought when you were
1: jumping on someone's song, you were basically the rights belong to them.
0: It, de- it depends. Yeah, I um, guess it's all you know. It, the all, it all depends. Yeah, it's all it's all in the agreement. So yeah. all in the agreement. I'm the one that manages those agreements.
1: And so, h- about how many artists do you think you've worked with? Uh
0: wow, man, I've, I've worked with quite a few uh, industry artists—about three. Okay, uh, but but local artists, the ones that are, that are moving independently, I've worked with hundreds, maybe. So then,
1: the- so then you have both perspectives. I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off.
0: Yeah, I have both. Per- definitely have both perspectives.
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. If you were about to say something though.
0: Uh, no, yeah, the, yeah. Local, the local artists, yeah. Yeah, so
1: I guess to me then, and I, and I imagine because I have this question, other people would have the same question, but what, what do you feel like for like a local independent artist that has some talent that can maybe rise? Mm. What do you think usually gets in their way
0: of... themselves? actually. I,
1: I would think the same thing, but explain yeah, it. Yeah, it's,
0: it, it's usually themselves. So what, what a lot of local artists do is they stay local. They don't, ever, they don't ever try to, to expand. They don't ever network with other artists or go to these, these symposiums, go to these other places where there's other collaborators, where there's other people that's there to see a, a new talent. Right, and and that's that's a major thing. Uh, there's there's always a little local tour going on in every city. Like right? There's yeah. always little 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 mini tours that you can try to hop on. Sometimes you got to pay a little two, three, four, five hundred dollars to get on a little tour to, to go around your state, and and that's what 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 builds your clientele and your merch. If you have some decent looking t-shirts, decent looking. Looking apparel to match your album, and you can definitely be successful.
1: So, uh, I imagine for you, someone who's been all over the world. When someone's like, "Hey, I'm not trying to leave here," you're like, "Probably because first, that's the first thing (laughs) I think of my head is like, why?" Like (laughs) exactly, exactly. But but I do know what you mean because you'll you'll see. And if you hooped, I hooped in college too. But um, you see that with with great ball players, right? They'll they'll go to college at some great college, and they
0: have all the potential, but then they get
1: homesick. And I'm like, what's
0: at home for you? Exactly. It's like what are you what are you doing at home that you can't do like someplace getting paid to hoop? Like yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: So so you feel like for local artists, what about the industry artists? What do you think a lot of time gets in their way? Or, you know, what's that nuance that, that keeps from getting even bigger?
0: Contracts. It's all contracts. It's all contractual agreements. Yeah. You know, what, what stops a lot of good music from being even made is, is contracts. Some, some labels can't can't work with other artists from different labels due to, due to agreements. Yeah. And that's it. Because, you know, a lot of the artists want to work together. Right. And yeah. it's just, you know, you can't do it because this label is not allowing you to work with this label. So, it's all, go ahead. Yeah, it's all it's all ag- agreements.
1: As you can tell, I got a lot of questions about this, and nah, nah, that's good. That's good. question. I love them. <laughs> all Man. these guys that you see now are staying independent. Um, that's the best way to go. Yeah, because it's a it's a new generation now. Obviously, artists are able to do a lot more on their own through YouTube and mm-hmm. right, the SoundCloud and all these things, to where they can release music and they don't even need a studio now, right? No, nah. uh, a label that is. They do. a label, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, tell me, like, what, what different, you said it's the way to go, but why is it so much better? Because, you know, to us, just oh, the wow, consumer, it, you know, all we hear is this person has a dope song, this person has a dope song, this person's part of a label, this person's not. You don't know what the difference is.
0: That, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that one because a lot of artists, some, some of them come to me like, can you get me a deal? Can you get me a deal? Can you get right. me a deal? First question is No. You yeah. can only, you can only get you a deal. Right? right. If you don't have a million followers, no one wants to sign you. Then that's just being real. Like if you yeah. don't have a million followers, no one wants to sign you. So, you know, a lot of artists got to be real with themselves. So, uh, w- w- with that being said, uh, uh how do I want to articulate this? So the, 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 the reason why you don't want to get signed to a major label is because they control everything and you don't have the rights to your music anymore. Mm-hmm. They control. They control your publishing. They control. But uh, what's the
1: downside in that? What's the difference? I guess. The,
0: the, the downside is you get pennies on a dollar on what you could be making for yourself. Right. So okay. if you if you're on a label and you owe two albums a year, I'm just, just basic basic number. You owe you owe two two albums a year. Uh, each album sells, let's say. uh 500,000 copies, right? Right. We're going to talk some numbers that, that a, right, a, sure. a label would deal with. So each label, each uh, album sells 500,000 copies. So you sold 1 million copies for the year. Uh, each album is at uh, $10. So that's uh, uh, $5 million that, or $10 million that you made for that, for that record label. Right. In that one year, you're only going to get like 1 million <laughs> out, right. of the, out of that 10 because uh, you're, you're paying back all your studio time that they fronted you. Uh, yeah. You're,
1: you're
0: paying which back. is which is nothing, yeah. Which is basically nothing. You're just you're just sitting down and someone's yeah. pushing buttons for you. Yeah. So it's basically you could do that for yourself. Right. Uh, you're paying back all that studio time. You're pay, you're paying. You still have to pay your manager. Right. Uh, you still have to pay your 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 the labels A and R for your album construction for your. Uh, for everything, for, right. for setting up the studio time, for you, you pay the A and R for the for the beat selections, you pay the A and for everything. You, uh, you you pay the managers. You're paying back the label for all the money you. For. So so in essence, that ten million dollars off, of, off of your off of your uh, uh, intellectual property right. that you made for that company, you you only get back pennies on the dollar. On yeah. So with the independent artist, you, you get to keep all of that. <laughs> Right, and that's just that's just the main difference.
1: But you gotta have a a way to to get your content put together the same way, though. Yeah, you so do have to cost you a little bit of money, but yeah.
0: but not as much as it would if you if you're paying, say, a, a Just Blaze or a or a Kanye sure. or someone that's actually you know, uh, putting putting that album together for you. You're not you're not paying the same amount. So. so
1: then, like someone like Chance is just killing it,
0: killing the game, and he's and he's getting all his money. And that's what I like about it. I, the, the one, one thing I, I, I like about these young artists now is that they're staying independent. They're getting all their money, and they're making moves for themselves. Like, yeah, ch- chance is the perfect example of that, the perfect there's, one.
1: There's another dude. I, have you heard the the baby?
0: Yeah, he's yeah. another. I, I saw him. I saw him. I, I want to say it was like, was it two years ago in Austin when he was actually wearing that diaper? yeah i don't know if you ever seen footage of him wearing a diaper no, on six through, during during south by southwest yeah. yeah so there's like i actually saw him that was the first That's time i yeah just a diaper he was oh. walking around with it with an adult diaper on like like for real yeah. <laughs> so yeah so he, said it again
1: uh, his stuff is fire though have you heard him
0: yeah i've i've heard i've heard a a few of his songs you know i'm i'm more so uh you know i'm an old school guy you know i yeah. kind of listen to like to like the classics. but yeah i listen to the new to the music new music just to just to, to stay up on it yeah yeah so then
1: a lot of your artists are what r&b more or
0: uh well i mean yeah, i i manage different genres uh i was one working with this one female who did who did r&b slash rap i was working with the with the uh with the pop singer at, at one point i have a uh, another singer that you know he's like more like a uh like a drake popish type of sing rappy style sure uh, and then there's you know a couple of like uh lyricists that I used to work with people you know that 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 do the the real hard boom bap rap I've yeah. had a couple of couple of those guys and and they're still active around here around here in town but you know they're not you know putting up numbers like how the pop singers do but but it, they you know
1: so what's the what's the music scene like around San Antonio then cuz i mean everyone knows Austin yeah. obviously cuz south by southwest but Definitely. um and then Texas as a whole Houston all the rappers out Houston, Houston. like that so S-
0: San Antonio's like the the a lost city when it comes to music in in san antonio uh there's one label out here and and they're doing okay uh but it could be better i i I think that san antonio is one of those cities that needs to support like the artists need to support each other yeah Uh, like houston artists support each other like like you'll see uh you know, Slim Thug with, with Trade the Truth with someone else, you know, they, they support sure. each other. Like, San Antonio... It's and then like there's so many people that have
1: come out of Houston that, that, that too. Is, you
0: know, when that they too. start supporting each other,
1: then, you know, people are just watching just because big artists have already come out of there.
0: Exactly. And, and we, unfortunately, we've had, a, you know, we haven't had that many big artists come out of here. We've had one. Her her name was Spencer Bake. I don't know if, she, if you're familiar with Spencer. She was on American Idol, uh, no. just recently. I, mean, I think she got second place. Like she, oh wow, yeah. Like she made she really made it far. uh And then I we always have, watch
1: The Voice more than I watch American Idol. Yes, yeah,
0: so yeah me, me too now. uh And then we have uh another artist that's on the radio now. uh I want to say her name is Danny Lay. uh She has that song called. Matter of fact, she has a song with. Lil Baby, not dub baby, but little uh-huh. Baby called, Yeah, oh yeah, Lil on. Baby. Yeah, she has a song with him. Baby. I wanna say the song is called Lil Baby too. Lil uh. Baby. That's my baby. <laughs> baby. I wanna say that's the name of the song, that's what I swear to God. So yeah, she so you know there's a couple arts from San Antonio, But the, the underground scene is actually is actually pretty pretty decent. It's not like how it is in Houston or or yeah. or Dallas, I'll tell you that. And there's not, not a lot of money being made here. Yeah. Some but not a lot.
1: So then one of the interesting things I think that a lot of people don't understand is, so I do medical device sales, right? Okay. And one of the hardest things for me to do is when I'm talking to a, a physician that may own a surgery center or, a, you know, a care center or whatever, it's hard to get someone who is focused on, you know, the craft of medicine to understand the business side. Some of them can do it, but some can't. Yeah. Do you have that same problem working with the it's the same where you're like hey you can't like you need to
0: listen because you don't know business <laughs> exactly and that's the thing uh uh I've run into that so many times like matter of fact I'm gonna give you a good story so one of my really dear friends my, I I he was one of the first people I met when I moved to San Antonio he he started you know doing some music right right and uh when I when I went to Iraq before I before I went I even told him I said, you know, when I get back, I'm gonna go to school, I'm gonna get my degree, and I'll manage you if you, you know, if you're if you're really serious about taking right.
1: So he was good.
0: Good, he was good. He was good enough. Great talent, and yeah. the, you know, he he was white, so that that made it even better. Yeah, you know what I mean, because he had he had some really 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 good. Uh, you know, analysis and, and his lyrics were, were definitely uh, witty and, and, and cunning for, for a white guy. So I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll work with you. I'll definitely work with you. He was a friend of mine. I don't have a lot, of, a lot of white friends, but, you know, he was one of the, so one of the, one of the ones I no, trust. No, is a, <laughs> I, got a I don't I don't. I mean, it's not the fact that I'm I don't really like him. Husband. I said, I don't have a lot of white friends, but I, I don't. But, uh, uh, yeah, well, he's real, real, real good, real good. But uh, he started trying to make moves on his own. You know, business-wise, like doing, yeah. like, he, I think he signed one faulty contract with some, you know, local manager that, that ended up, you know, taking like a, like $1,200 of his money and not, <laughs> and you know, like something, something ridiculous and, and, and not, uh, it didn't work out, but uh, yeah, I'd I run into that a lot, a lot. Uh, and I run into a, a lot of, a lot of cases where, where artists don't even know where to go next, Right. so they, they have this CD, right, they they, you know they 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 put their music on youtube and now what? yeah this that gray area it's like what what do i do now? so you know i i'm the one who who offers that advice on on what to do now and and, and where they should go from from there if the music's good.
1: if the music's good yeah so what i'm thinking of more is is you they are working with you right and you make Mm -hmm. a suggestion on so exactly what you said what we should do next. I can see maybe you getting some pushback on what to do next because they think they know better than you do.
0: Oh yeah, I mean you occasionally run into that you definitely occasionally run into that with, with uh, older with, with older artists. You, you, you run into, oh, I don't think we should do this. I should, we should do that. But when, when I run into that situation, I always have to remind them, look where you are. Yeah. you came here, you came in for my help. So yeah,
1: true. Uh, that's a good point. We,
0: yeah. If you, if you think you can do it on your own, then we can, you know, tear up this contract and we can separate separate ways. But, you know, if if you want to voluntarily, you know, tear up this contract, you're going to have to, you know, <laughs> pay whatever consequences written in, sure. in these in these clauses. So, so yeah, we we definitely get that, but I always have to remind them, you know, like your way got you right here. Like let's, let's try it my way.
1: Right. Right. That's a good point. If we switch gears here for a minute, because one of the big things I'm, I'm, I saw on your gram, but, but also heard you say here is, you know, being an entrepreneur, having, having other businesses and stuff like that. What got you into wanting to do that? Uh, oh man. Whatever you were doing before.
0: Yeah. So there's two things, two things. One, my wife woke me up.
1: How long have you been I, married?
0: Uh, I got married in 2011. So this is eight years.
1: Okay. And then how you have kids? So,
0: yeah, I have I have three kids and a, a yeah, two of my own and one stepson.
1: Okay, how old?
0: Uh I got a five, uh three and the stepson is sixteen.
1: Okay, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. So I have a, yeah. a daughter from my ex that's thirteen. Okay. And then our sons together are uh, nine and six, about three seven. So nine and seven, basically. That's a set. That's a set. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, anyways, so yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. No, you good. You good. You're definitely good. So uh, I, I forgot where I, where I was going. You were.
1: I was asking about entrepreneur. How you got oh, it? Yeah. You said yeah, your so, wife.
0: So, so. so she definitely woke me up. She definitely woke me up. She she definitely said because uh, when I got out, the first thing I did is I went and I, I, I worked at the VA in the social work department. So okay. I was a social work associate, right? Yeah. And I was and I was sitting there and and, and I and I uh, I was the notary for non-ambulatory patients patients that couldn't move that couldn't walk when i'd go to the rooms i notarize like their wills sure. their, their testaments whatever thing anything in the, the hospital, hospital you know? yeah and i started getting calls from like different hospitals oh i heard that you're a veteran notary and uh we have a veteran at this hospital that can't move and he needs so i started getting calls from different hospitals i'm like wow i didn't know that uh that this you know could well, even uh, well, something yeah yeah that could generate any sort of income and then you know i started getting a lot of flack from the, from the VA in regards to, to our caseload and our patient management. Cause you know, I was working with visually impaired veterans and there was four of us with like like an 800 person caseload, not to mention like new patients and walk-ins. And we were like just crazy stressed. So I tell my boss like, yo, we need, we need help. We need help. We need help. And then, uh, I started getting flack out, started, you know, started thinking I was a complainer. I started getting you reprimanded for for complaint. I'm like, nah. Like, w- this is veteran care. Like, we're, right. like where's the veterans that suffer because we can't help them? Right. Right. So, so after a while, it just became too much. So I left and I started doing the notaries on my own thing. My wife was like, Why were you there that that long working for these other people who didn't really care about you when you could have been doing this the whole time for yourself and making your own money? Right. And I was like, Wow. Like, mm-hmm. like you talking to your artist. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're like well, yeah, it's my, it's my wife is telling me what I'm telling these guys. Yeah. It's like. Like boom! I'm not I'm not listening to my old dev advice. Right. So I was like, you know what? Screw this! I, I went went down to the courthouse, got my my, my my legal name, uh, submit my LLC, and I started working for myself ever, ever since. You know? Yeah,
1: and you said you have a couple people working for you on that.
0: Yeah, I have a uh, I have two other notaries: one one down in in Devine, and one on the on the north end of uh, San Antonio that that way we can cover uh, a lot of South Texas.
1: So you guys are going places to actually do the notary as yeah, opposed to someone yeah. finding you guys
0: like, well, well we we get called and then uh, we we put our, our services up on on several several platforms that way they can solicit our services
1: that's awesome yeah and so obviously it goes without saying you're happier working for yourself Definitely. than working this for a, the va and but this,
0: these are the things that school don't teach us like school yeah. doesn't teach you to work for yourself yeah like this is the happiest i've ever been they never taught me how to balance my checkbook they never taught me about credit like school has never taught me this yeah, and this is the happiest that's I've ever been learning this stuff on my own.
1: A, that's an interesting thought, right? Because mm-hmm. you go to school, and I think you get a roundabout education, right? Mm-hmm. You learn math, although you're never going to use math because you're going to have an iPhone in your hand or whatever phone in your hand the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you go learn history, but in the grand scheme, I don't, I don't know how many times you talk about the Revolutionary War uh while you're doing notary the
0: battle of 1830 you don't right. talk about that like in normal conversation yeah, so, yeah. as a
1: veteran maybe a little more but but i know not even never <laughs> have in medical device sales so you know someone could think you know that's pointless as two, pointless too i you know doing notary i don't know how many chemicals you've mixed up like you did in science class or uh how much spanish you've you speak that might be a little more relevant, but yeah, it is especially in South Texas in San Antonio yeah, yeah. but uh, the but point being is that you go learn all these things I, that you don't use that you don't use, but I think there's something just about being educated in general like I don't I don't know that all those subjects need to be taught the way they are taught, and there maybe should be uh, more options for selection as opposed to there' just being these core subjects you have to do no matter what right? exactly what if I spent more time if i took two less math classes and i took two more classes that would help me towards a trade or help me get college credit towards whatever i'm working towards that yeah. i can see that Definitely. Um, and which also brings up so my dad's from jamaica
0: oh i read
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm on. his his best one of his best friends is from puerto rico right okay. And both of them graduated high school super young. My my dad, when he was sixteen, I don't know when his friend did, but his, his friend's an emergency brain surgeon now. Oh wow! So, but I I believe you know from the time they got into school, I'm sure he wasn't made to be an emergency brain surgeon as five and six, but he knew it was gonna. They were working towards making him a doctor. You know what I mean? And uh. so from the time they get in school, they're working towards a certain trade. So obviously, as they graduate high school, they're you know, steps ahead towards whatever career versus, mm-hmm. you know, someone who just took gym <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or like yeah. I said, or took four or five years of math that they're never going to use. Exactly. I'm always torn on, on what to think about that.
0: And I, I was torn for a long while too, because, uh, you know, once I graduated, you know, I did what society wanted me to do. And then, you know, go to college, get a job, yada, yada, yada. Right. And then I realized like, wait, like, there are certain people here that, uh, you know, that I have more education than, and they're like supervisors. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Yeah, it's it's like,
1: well, I know that for a fact in a hospital. Cause yeah. A them, they're actually starting to change that more in hospitals, but traditionally in hospitals it was literally just whoever worked there the longest, the longest
0: exact, exactly how it was and it's still and, like that at the va it's still yeah. like that well it's still well, in, in a
1: lot of government positions you it's know, like
0: legacy jobs like you yeah, can't you can't get this job until this person dies Yeah, <laughs> you know what i mean so it's yeah. it's, it's definitely last. and i did not want to be a part of that like I, yeah. I couldn't i couldn't do it anymore because it's like like and then a lot of things now that they're hiring a lot of civilians to to tell these guys who are coming back from war like what to do, and and in our heads, it's like, who are you? Yeah, you can't. Tell. Yeah, it's like, who are you? Like, what have yeah. you done to for you to tell me like what I can and can't do? Right. So yeah, we definitely have to we struggle with that.
1: I think one of the things you did say that was important though is that you weren't taught to do all these things that you're having to do for yourself now in your business. But I think mm-hmm. even more importantly is there, there's I, I don't I, almost everyone that works for themselves. And, and made that choice over, you know, a job they were working, uh, enjoys it more. I think just like you said before, you, you're never taught how to take that step to do something for yourself. You know, there's there's lifestyle coaches that can help you with some different things. And maybe some people have some business coaching, but I, I think that's an important thing that gets overlooked as well as, you Definitely. know, if, if I, okay, so I've got this idea, now what? What am I going to do with that, this idea? And how can I monetize it and things like that?
0: And that's why I took that course when I was getting my master's called. It was, it was a master's in organizational leadership slash a master's in business administration because right. it teaches you how to build a business from the ground up. You start to with the foundation. And that's what I, you know, what I try to coach these record labels on, these new, you know, independent record labels. I want to come up and and, uh, and start trying to sign artists. I'm like, whoa, first you got to, you know, act as a corporation. Right. that's that's what, that's, what these, that's what Def Jam is doing that's right. what Rockefeller is doing they, they are actual corporations that have payroll in place they have employees in place and, and everybody right. has a specific title, a job they have uh, articles of that's of, 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 uh, called an article of incorporation yep. yeah and and you know they sit down they do they do their meeting minutes they do you know you have to act as a corporation and just to get artist respect you know to get to get a real artist respect you actually have to know what you're doing and and, and, and act accordingly.
1: And I think a lot of times smaller businesses don't want to do that because one, it takes time and money. Yeah. They also think, well, we're not even there yet, so why am I gonna act like some It's like you gotta act like that to get there, though.
0: You that's exactly what you gotta do. And that's what Master P did. Like Master P leveraged, and I'm gonna tell you the Master P story. Master P leveraged a $10,000 loan into a, a 3.2 million dollar a year business with right. no limit. Yeah. So with with ten thousand dollars, and I'm on my way with ten thousand. Cause I always try to keep it uh, yeah. about ten to twenty thousand in spare between me and my wife. So right. Ten thousand dollars, if invested right, and I learned this with ten thousand, just ten thousand. If you invest right, you can be a millionaire within like ten years. Right. Just with ten thousand. So if you can turn ten thousand into a hundred thousand, all you got to do is do whatever that was ten more times, and now you right. got a million dollars.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a simple way to look at it.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I always try to break it down to simple numbers. Of course, it takes work to get there. Yeah, with, for sure. With whatever you're doing, but yeah, it's, it's it's simple as that. It's all numbers.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. And so, uh, you make a good point because the people who follow music know Master P, um, and then they just like, you know, a lot of other phases and and some of the labels they phased out. But but in the grand scheme, them and Cash Money kind of made made something out of nothing. Nothing. Uh, and used their talent, leveraged it, monetized it, um, and became a big deal. And then, uh, you know, they were also doing clothes. They were doing so many different things. He got a movie. Uh, There's multiple was, streams of income, right? definitely. Now his son is famous for nothing.
0: Like, literally, he was in, like, he's two movies. Yeah, he was literally, like, in two movies, and he's, like, a, a star. Yeah. Like, he, he's, like, hosting, like, a show on MTV now. Yeah. <laughs> for, for <being> <laughs> so, Peace, huh? Exactly.
1: But, but that's all good stuff. So these random cavos I like to use a lot of times as an introduction to people like yourself. Um, the big thing to me is like, Hey, you know, as we move on and as we get into some of these other subjects, I'd love to have you come back and get more specific on a certain subject and or get your input. Or, I mean, if it just came down to another conversation, I'm, I'm down. So
0: man, yeah, I definitely, definitely.
1: i definitely want to stay in touch. I appreciate it. Shout out your Instagram handle again.
0: Once again, you can catch me at Alamo Notary on the gram, uh Alamo Notaries at gmail.com. Uh, yeah. I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, just you know, just enter my email, uh, alamonotaries Alamo Notaries at gmail.com and you'll find me. Yeah. Uh, any, any anything in South Texas, you know, you can just give me a call and I'll be there. I also do immigration paperwork, which is really big right now. Yeah, thank, you Donald, down there. thank you, Donald Trump. Thank you, Donald
1: Trump. he made you blow up right. The so yes. funny thing about that is like I said, my dad's from Jamaica, but he's been assistant for a long time. My mom's from England. And she literally just became a citizen, like
0: Oh, so like if y'all need some stuff. Okay I'm about to say yeah. if you if you needed your N four hundred, I got you. Yeah, she literally just was <laughs> like sworn in
1: like three weeks ago.
0: That's what's up. Yeah. So I got my I did my wife's, I did my wife's parents. I did a lot of the uh, restaurant workers that uh that my wife works with. Yeah, I did a did a lot of their some
1: paperwork for real.
0: Yeah, for real for real. You need to five, check your
1: PPS yeah. reports.
0: It, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I I it's five hundred a pop for the N four hundreds
1: yeah all right well well let's make sure we get back on because uh like i said this this is how this podcast really is being pushed because i keep finding random people that come on and do you're great i mean i i really appreciate you reaching out i appreciate you being so open but i mean, you speak well all that stuff so it, it, i'm gonna be disappointed if if we don't do another one
0: uh, me too okay me too. Good. Okay, yeah.
1: good. All right, man. Well I appreciate it. We're gonna hop off in uh Ultimate Bachelor, Ultimate Bachelor podcast, random conversation Definitely. with Craig Harris. Uh you'll you'll hear him again.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I got yeah.